Officially live, ESP zero zero nine. We are here with Lisbeth DeSelm. Welcome back. So you were well. Welcome you were back. here I, I, once before. My first time actually being on the show. Right, first time actually on the show. Sure. So you were two weeks ago, right? Two, three weeks ago. Uh, yes. Yes. We had a little hiccup with the schedule, but we are one hundred and ten percent good to go now. We're here with Lisbeth DeSelm, who is a Melrose School Committee member. Correct. Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Melrose Wakefield. Or is that uh, that is Melrose, as in abutting Wakefield, north of Malden, uh, west of Saugus. Yes, that Melrose, Massachusetts. Okay, so how far is it from from this area, roughly? How far did it take you to get oh, here? Oh goodness. Uh, well, I don't work there. I work up in Billerica, and so it took a couple hours to get here. Oh, okay. For um, those of you who are not from Massachusetts, it's not Billerica; it's yeah. Billerica. Right. Right. Even though it looks like it's Billerica. That's true. Yeah. Um, Gloucester. Essentially, Melrose is a uh, sleepy, sleepy hamlet, is, as it were, uh, about seven miles north of Boston. Okay. Yeah. So what's it like being on these, being on a school committee, period? Let alone the Melrose School Committee. Right. Uh, so Well, the, I don't know much about that area, so. So the job of the school committee is really threefold, right? It is to uh, evaluate the superintendent. Okay. It's to... Ah, the super. The superintendent. Superintendent yes. Chalmers. That's the right. That was his name uh, from The Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's to set district policy. Okay. And then on top of that, uh, the job is really one of uh, fiduciary responsibility. We set the budget for Melrose Public Schools. Okay. Um, every school district within the Commonwealth is tasked with those three things. Everything else that a school committee does uh, is above and beyond what school committees actually do. We really have only have those three specific roles. Okay. So it was budget, district, and what was the third one? Supervise, uh, supervise evaluate the superintendent. Superintendent, that's so right. So we don't actually go into the schools and hire fire principals. We have uh, nothing to do with the nuts and Sounds bolts Sounds very bureaucratic. Teachers. Yeah, it, in fact, it is. It's a governing body. <laughs> Super bureaucratic. I, I tend to like to think about it as uh, we are the board of governments uh, for... Uh, the executive. In this case, the executive is the superintendent. So are you working on any, or have you worked on any big projects that you're excited about with the Melrose School Committee? Uh, you know, I've been uh, the budget chair. Or anything chair. that you can talk about. Uh, so my, I, I am finance and facilities chair for my committee. Okay. What that means is uh, I have managed the uh, budget process each of the last two years. It's been... Oh, I'm terrible with numbers. I couldn't do that. It's, it's, it, I enjoy it. I'm a bit of a wonk, so <laughs> that really doesn't bother me too much. Anything with numbers, and yes, that includes time and money. <laughs> perpetually late and perpetually saying, yeah, I got enough money for that. Sure. I don't think I would be very good at that position, so more credit to you. All the credit to you for being able to do that successfully. It's an unpaid job, and it's something I really enjoy. I enjoy I'm passionate about education, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm, in pas I'm passionate about service uh, to community and to others. And so, I mean, before I was on the school committee, I was part of Melrose Human Rights Commission, uh, where we help. I do have that in my notes. I'm very curious about that. 
So the, the, the Human Rights Commission at a city level is really a, a focused on human rights. And so is Melrose a city? Melrose is a city. Okay. One of the smaller cities in the Commonwealth. Uh, there's only... You did say a hamlet. It, well, we are. Look it up on... We're, we, we do I not said, I don't have know too much about Melrose Wakefield. Easy but. access to... Well, Wakefield is a town just north of us. Okay. Uh, it's we, funny because I every time I hear somebody say Melrose, nine times out of ten they always say Melrose-Wakefield together. It's funny because we consider... I don't know where that's from. We often look at each other in terms of uh, sports rivalries as a natural rival. Every year, our football team and their football team play a Thanksgiving Day game, and oh, we alternate okay. locations. I love Thanksgiving Day football games at so, the high school level. Well, this you is kind of like the ours. family, except it's Every Thanksgiving. Wakefield versus Melrose. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so the Human Rights Commission. So that sounds very, very intriguing. So I definitely want to know more about that. What you know, it's it's an education and awareness body. Uh, they manage, uh, they do a lot of helping people find the services they need, and meet with people that they need to if they feel they have been discriminated against within the city. Uh, we okay. help advise. I was gonna say sounds say, like social work at first. I say but... we, but it's not me anymore. Uh, we, but at, when I was on it, we helped uh, connect pe uh, people who had. Um, Housing issues connect with the housing authority. Okay, uh, like a buffer, like a like a go between, but of the helpful variety. Correct, correct. Uh, while I was on the Human Rights Commission in Melrose, I advocated for uh, uh, adding gender identity to our non discrimination language. Oh, awesome! So Perfect. That, Boom. So that there it is. High we five. actually became the twelfth municipality in the Commonwealth to adopt that. The really? Yeah. Wow. So even if it's this that ballot rare? measure, it's which that I want rare to in Massachusetts, on, the actual language and the yeah. Well, wow. It's that rare. So even if this ballot measure doesn't pass, the upcoming one in November, the that we're coming one right? Correct. Okay. in November, yes. Uh, Ooh, that's a doozy. Pass. Right. Um, <clears throat> we could Excuse dedicate me. a whole show on that, maybe. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Even if that doesn't pass, uh, certain municipalities have already adopted the language and will not let it go. Oh, okay. All right. Which so, is, which is small cons uh, uh, sm of small consequence, but still. So those. Communities that have already adopted that language, does that mean that if the ballot initiative passes, those individual towns and communities have the right to claim their own bylaws? Clean up that just a just okay. a touch, right? So I don't really know too much about what measure, I'm talking about, but the ballot I think measure I know enough. that is yes, on let's discuss that ballot measure really takes away uh, trans rights, public accommodations repeals it that was passed in so, 2016. So this is what the this is what for everyone listening this is what so, this is what the upcoming ballot initiative exactly. in November is about. So Right. So what we're asking everyone to do is affirm our rights. Affirm that we are in fact human and deserving of It's so crazy to even have to say that. life at like everybody else. Uh, and so what we're asking is everyone votes yes, not no. Okay. Affirm our sometimes they things. always flip the language right. to make and it confusing to the average layperson. The, the language is we want you to affirm the law. Okay. So voting yes means that you want to keep Amen. everything in place that's already been established by previous administrations, previous Massachusetts governments and right. leg legislatures. Correct. And also there's an executive order by Deval Patrick that was part of it, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. If you want to know more, if you want to be involved in 
the grassroots effort to make sure that we affirm these rights uh, go to Freedom for All Massachusetts. Yes, that's the one. And they're very big on Facebook because I always see Freedom for All Massachusetts posting daily. Yes. I believe. And, and Twitter and all social media. And they actively Excellent. are making phone calls. And really the way we're going to win this is by talking to people face-to-face and we want to grassroots. build that trust right it's a grassroots we going want to back going back to grassroots, grassroots politics making it making everyone aware that right. there are actual hashtag let us pee right at stake exactly and it's i certainly don't want to go to back go back to the men's room oh no, i would thank you i would i would never i think i think even if it i would just not <laughs> Even even if it did become a thing, like I, I don't want to go back. I I personally don't want to go back to holding everything until I finally get home. Right, and it goes back to exposing what all of these bills are, and basically all of these bills, whether it's here in Massachusetts or anywhere else in the country, all of these bathroom bills, uh, right. which is basically I think the language that everyone is familiar with. It's all fear mongering. The bathroom bills, mm-hmm. it's fear mongering. For one, and two, it's it's basically an attempt to remove transgender individuals from public life because if trans individuals, in theory, can't use restrooms in public, then they can't exist in public. Essentially, yeah, that's that's the one of the first things I heard mm-hmm. when Trump first got elected, and this first be- uh, became a thing with the bathroom bills. Correct. Yeah, but again, bathroom bills, I think, is the language that. Everyone knows. So I also have here on the notes that I want to talk about is Emerge, Massachusetts. Uh, so I looked that up and basically let me know if I have this correct. So sure. you are an alumni of the Emerge, Massachusetts program. I am. And just in visiting their website, it seems like Emerge MA is basically an organization, possibly, is it nonprofit? Nonprofit. Okay, it's a nonprofit organization that fosters women who are interested in becoming active members of active members in their communities that are also members of the Democratic Party. Uh, very, very close. Okay. So, so sort of. I don't know that Democratic Party is grooms them in for there. success. To quote Game of Thrones. Sure, sure. So the, the John Snow quote is actually a nationwide uh, movement that's going on. Um, Emerge so Massachusetts. It, okay. Oh, so it is, it is nationwide. It is nationwide. Okay. Um, Emerge yeah, Massachusetts, however, is, of course, our Commonwealth's own version of that. Yes. And two girls from Massachusetts. <laughs> Yay. Um, essentially, what it is, is uh, it's, it's, it, you have a boot camp, which is four days of very intense training or a six-month, couple weekends a month. Um, training. It's geared for people who, for progressive women who want to get involved in politics. Okay. So, notice so I was very it's close. Progressive. Progressive women. Not necessarily. Not specifically women who are members, Correct. openly members so of the Democratic Party. So you Bernie out party. there that want to get okay. involved and don't want to join the Democratic Party, you could still be involved in this way. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I like that. That's very clever. It's being it's more inclusive. progressive women specifically. And women only. All comers for women. When I was interested, and obviously it includes I called women. up the director directly, uh, and she was. I'm interested in your course. I've seen what I ha- what there is. Uh, I'm looking. F- I'm. This was 2013, May of 2013. I said I'm interested in running. Oh, was that long ago for you? It was that long ago oh, wow. for me. And so you've been uh, in this for a while. I, well, I lost that election by 91 votes, but who's counting? Okay. 
Um, but now you're here. But now I, I won in 2015, so I'll take it. Now you're officially on the committee, <clears throat> making some changes, putting some official language into legislative legislature. Yes, let's go okay. with that. <laughs> um, I try to sound smart, although but, I, but I, I did the boot not camp. An expert on politics by it's any okay. stretch of the imagination, and I won't claim to be. So correct if I say anything that's way out there, just reel me back in. Well, I, I think, you know, the one thing I want to be clear is I am a member of the Melrose School Committee. I am not speaking on behalf of the school committee. Correct, yes. I also want to make clear I am alumni of Emerge. I'm not speaking on behalf of right. Emerge. So Very politically correct. I, just, I don't know anything about any of that stuff. I just say whatever because I'm a, I, I do podcasting. Most, most of the stuff we talk about is gaming and anime. <laughs> gaming and anime, so... I have been able to use my position to become um, to sign on as an Amici for Amicus Briefs. Uh, what is an Amici? It's a friend. In Latin, it's friend. So an Amicus Brief okay. is a friend of is a brief, a friend of the court brief is what it is. Okay. And in this instance, I've signed on to a number of Amicus Briefs, which are letters to, in this case, the Supreme Court asking for them to rule in a certain way. Uh, notably, the Gavin Grimm case, for instance. Okay. Uh, we, I signed on, along with my superintendent, really to point out that this is good health within the schools for all the students, not just for the transgender kids. So what is the Gavin Grimm case? So Gavin Grimm... Oh, girl, you need to read up a little. <laughs> Gavin Grimm uh, was a trans man in Virginia who was denied access to the men's room. Okay. And the court made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Okay. And got punted down. Well, this is also one of the joys of podcasting, though, because me not doing too much research ahead of time allows me to ask genuine questions. Sure, sure. And it keeps the dialogue ball bouncing. Let it bounce, I guess. Let it bounce. <laughs> I'm more a soccer fan, so oh, okay. I'm always up for a little bit of footy. I'm not, I'm not very sporty, like in general. I'm just I'm just a huge nerd. Like, yay, sports. But no, not really. I like my nerdness. Yes. Oh yeah, I we're gonna a nerd. We're we're gonna get into that because there's a lot of a lot of sci-fi authors I want to talk to you about. Mm. So what do you think that the state of I'm trying to think of how best to I phrased it wonderfully before, but now that I'm actually on the spot thinking about it. So you as a member of the of a school committee. Sure. Specifically in this case the Melrose School Committee. One of the things I wanted to ask you is what your take as a professional is on both the local, and by local I mean Massachusetts, and national states of transgender youth, school-age transgender youth, probably specifically more high school-age sure. youth, what is the status of any, any significant cases that we should be following or any civil rights actions that we should be following or any big stories that we should be following or just kind of just the, na just the, the, uh, the national and local sort of status of everything that's going on with... Sure transgender youth as as a whole group. So Does that make sense the way I phrased it? 
I, I think I know sort where of, you're going. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think you're okay there. Um, okay. You know, trans youth uh, I... in, in in the U.S. are are so much further along than trans youth were when we were kids. That's true. You know, we have kids that are able to come out uh, when they experience in, experience their dysphoria and it's recognized for what it is. And they're able to actually get help Correct. now. Yes. Now, this is, of course, the That is one thing that's very apparent. For all that's going on, that is something that is right, right. very heartwarming and very apparent to all is that it's common now to see and interact with transgender individuals everywhere, well, which, not is, just, but, but, which is great. But, but not Even just though there's trans, this pushback. Right? There's this uh, being gender MTF, fluid FTM, or non-binary. Non-binary. Well, well, we talk a general, lot about right? non-binary I mean, on the show. All of this is becoming. It's not the norm yet, but it's at least becoming more accepted. We've got certain pockets of population that certainly are very against this yes oh yes right i mean it still happens jordan and i talked about that in the last episode but on the whole you have more families recognizing that the child is in distress and needs help and then listening to the healthcare provider when they say this is what's going on with your child mm -hmm. and more and more parents are coming forward saying when johnny became Susie, all of a sudden they were a different person where they were uh, mopey and didn't participate in life. They all of a sudden wanted to participate in everything and the their eyes boost. wide open and yes. they were happy. Depression lifted. I it, can attest to that. This first is happening, experience. right? I, mean, I know that when I first went through, it was like I saw color for the first time. It's it's pretty amazing. Wow. So um, that is, I just want to stop you right there for a second. That is probably one of the best descriptions of officially coming out as trans that I've ever heard because people ask me all the time, what's it like? And I kind of just grab at the phrase that I keep hearing all the time. That's kind of like one of the more common, common phrases, which is, oh, it's basically just a huge mood boost every day. But sure. seeing color for the sure. first time, I love that. Well, I, I, I went you. from... Oh, by the way, yeah. last sidebar, happy Pride Month, everyone. Hey, happy, happy Pride, Pride Month. Happy Pride Month to you. Yes. Okay, yes. I took Did one picture in front of the. Uh, I took a picture in front of the Providence State House. Yeah. In the evening, when it was all lit up, the rainbow lights that they got. Sure, did, sure. Was there a so big, beautiful? Was there a big pride thing in in Providence? No, I just happened to be in the area. Oh, okay. So, last quick sidebar. Then I'm going to segue back into this. So, one of the things that I talk about every once in a while is sort of separating but maintaining a relationship. So, separating the T from LGB, LGBT, but not in like a complete division. I feel like the two should be separate, but connected. And that these two strong groups together should move forward with social activism, civil rights, etc. But I think that lumping trans individuals, including male to female, female to male, non-binary, gender fluid, etc., into gender identity, into LGBT, which is LGB is obviously sexuality, same, you know, asexuality, sure, sapiosexuality. Sure. Sexuality is obviously totally different than gender identity. Yes. So, I think you've seen the gender bear. Yes. The what? Gender bear. No, I haven't seen if the gender bear. If you haven't seen the gender bear at home, you need to Google this. The gender bear. Okay. The gender bear. Essentially, it lays out 
just what you're talking about right. orientation uh, masculinity versus femininity in terms of their expression identity male female or something else and there's a fourth one that escapes me i'll remember it in the middle of this show but essentially it lays out that they're each a spectrum and oh, where yes. you fall on the spectrum is very different and so it's a ginger uh, it's like a gingerbread uh but it's got the bear and it's oh, i like that yeah maybe i have great. heard about that do me a can you just slide your mic a little bit that way just a little bit sure. okay, perfect that better oh that's so much better yeah yes i can hear you now oh i'm sorry that's okay no, I was trying to figure out, again, somebody came in and I think somebody tweaked the, oh, I see, with I see. the, yeah, the, yeah. the track master, the sound, I don't know, whatever, that thing. I just come in and do my thing. LGB, A, asexuality, sapiosexuality, sure, sexuality sure. in general, pansexuality, which is, yeah, pansexuality, which is going to take off, it's going to be the wave of the future. Pansexuality is the wave of the future. Sexuality, again, different than gender identity, but I like that there is the pride flag, the rainbow pride flag. And that there's the trans pride flag. Sure. So two flags as part of the same greater entity pushing forward together, but separate. And, and sometimes we have to come out twice, right? Sometimes we have to come out as trans and as lesbian. Or mm -hmm. Yeah, the second coming. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? So, yeah. So More you're, than you're I probably should. Right though, right? <laughs> you're absolutely right, though, is coming out twice because I have a very good friend who was on the show L. Newman. Mm. Uh, did you, I don't know if you saw episode four, but L. Newman, a.k.a. Laura Newman, sometimes Laura Newman, the, uh, my friend who is, I love their definition and the way that they express being non-binary. Just flawless sense of style, fashion, very, very comfortable, totally comfortable in their own skin. Just an inspiration. Good. And I love, I love giving them a little, a little shout out. Because we also can't forget that the white in the center of the trans flag is for non-binary. Mm -hmm. Non-binary, gender fluidity, everything that sort of falls in the middle. Mostly gender fluidity sort of kind of was attached, but non-binary is really the core of the white stripe mm. in mm -hmm. the trans flag. Mm. They actually had a similar situation, the second coming out, when sure. they came out as non-binary. And it was, for a lot of people, I think especially people outside of the community, being non-binary is difficult to wrap your head around. Not so much for us because we're familiar. But I think based on what they were, what they were describing to me, they seem to have answered a lot more questions about coming out as trans, as non-binary, than I did about coming out as a, as a woman, being mm -hmm. male to female. My questions In what are usually, can you expand that? My questions are usually pretty straightforward, just the usual... The usual, what what type of elective surgery are you going to have? Did you always feel like a woman? Can, yes. can I just say I hate getting asked uh, that? In yeah, general. just just the. I mean, I, I understand how, that part of the my question job we already is talked about. How do you feel? But I understand part of the job is education. But I know it's kind of like some of the questions are like. It's kind of. I mean, I wouldn't walk up to a random woman on the street now. So when are you getting your right? But I things think things augmented. The, the questions that I was asked were very simple, straightforward. They were describing basically a lot of complex situations where basically Elle was describing a situation. Thank God for editing, by the way. <laughs> Elle was describing a situation where the questions that they were getting seemed very convoluted and complex. And no matter how they answered, the story that I was hearing from them was basically that a lot of people just really weren't 
getting it and left with more questions than they had or ended up sort of saying, well, I don't really understand. But I mean, and we get that too. Sure. As for, like, sure. People say, I don't understand, but I accept it. The way that they were describing their conversations, it really seemed like people were just very just sort of that their minds were, were blown by someone being non-binary and the use of they, them, theirs pronouns. And like I said, with us, it's really not that complicated, but. Well, we do live in a, we, we, our language is binary, right? And because our language is binary, it tends to lead to a either or set of thinking just from a social construct. Ah, social constructs. I love talking about social constructs. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to add about your background? I think that's basically, we covered a lot of. Yeah, no, no, we covered everything. a lot. Is there anything that you want to add about the, yeah, so I interrupted you when you were discussing the your take on the status of, of trans youth. So both locally, because I think we are lucky in Massachusetts and nationally. So, you know, it's something I do want to highlight here. Segwaying back. Here in Massachusetts, the legislature recently passed something that al now allows for the inclusion of GLBTQI history to be taught within social studies. I did hear about that, uh, yeah, which is in amazing. our schools. Because right? I, I was a history major. And so now we're not getting glossed over we are again it's part of this we are becoming human and we have a history and it's being taught people are becoming more aware you know when when i grew i up, would love to teach queer history actually bridgewater <laughs> state university has a queer studies program which includes history cool long so, beach state did not <laughs> so yes yeah, so history programs and yeah this is a great thing it's not only thing. are school GSAs becoming more of a thing. They're evolving. Uh, our school has become more uh, inclusionary, so it's not just a gay-straight alliance. It's also um, more social justice, uh, perhaps ju uh, social mm -hmm. justice warrior-esque. And I, I, I wear that brand proudly, I might add. You know, it's it's become... The schools have become more of a safe space. Granted, there are communities where it's more safe than others, but very true. But very true. but the trend on that is increasing. Well. Queer youth are finding the ability to express themselves oh, more. I love and more. that we took the word queer back. By the way, oh, I own it. Yes. I remember when I talked to my dad about that. He's like, "Don't use the word queer. That's bad." No, 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 no. not anymore. It works. Mm -hmm. Any other takes on? Any other takes? No, I mean, what do you? We have supportive teachers. We have supportive yes. staff. The the initial trans rights bill that came across and is not being challenged uh, affords our schools to be safe spaces for queer youth, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. The next big push is ensuring that there is. Uh, uh, appropriate mental health resources for all yes, of us. Yes, that's the other thing. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see too much in the ways of mental health advancements with mental health in general with this current I suspect national it's or federal sort of a generational thing. Yeah, yeah. That's and right. Ob this Obama was much younger than. As, how old was Obama when he was president? It's a great question, and I don't no know. No idea. I think younger than Trump is now, right? Oh, by far. Yeah, by, yeah. Yes, okay. yes. It's, if I recall, he was one of the youngest to be inaugurated. That's right, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I don't know how old Trump is. It's hard to tell because there's you can. He's a septuagenarian. <laughs> what is what is a septuagenarian? Uh, he's in his seventies. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because he's so orange. I just well, I, mean, I was gonna say there's young old spray and on tan things will do that to you. Mm. Yeah, stay away, kids. Yeah, that's that spray on tan you, is you brutal. You want a tan? Go outside. Wow. Vitamin D is good. So my one of my favorite things to do, speaking of education, Even is if to you're out there playing Clash of Clans in the sun. Do it. Clash okay. of Clans, nice. Is to find video compilations. Do people of, still play Clash of Clans? I I don't know. I don't think I ever played it, but I I said nice because of the reference because yeah. I, I knew what you were talking about. That's a gaming. That's a portable gaming app. What's the um the newish meme? I understood that reference. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I I very much enjoy. You're out there playing enjoy... PUBG or. Fortnite. I think oh, that's yeah. all the rage right now. I actually, so my, my niece plays Fortnite and my friend Mike plays PUBG and they're both like obsessed with it. But I have not played either. I haven't played either. Yeah. No. No, no interest. No, not really. Too much, too much pew pew. Not enough story. Oh, no, no. I mean, mindless pew pew. I, I used to play Call of Duty once upon a time. The, I, the, new, the new Call of Duty that they released, the new trailer that they released during E3 does not look promising. Oh, it's been years since yeah. I played it, though. So. I think, I can't even remember which what was the, what the last Call of Duty was that I played. It was the one where you do the time attack in the airplane at the very end. And I'll go two even further, modern warfare. further back. I, I remember Doom, the original, and I played it. Well, we're going to talk about that after, right, I too. I have, that, I have that on the list okay. because there's a new trailer that was released at E3 for Doom. So the last thing about education I was going to say is one of my sure. favorite things to do is to find videos of Betsy DeVos saying oh. ridiculous things. And she does. Compilations. She really does. So I think that basically the fact that she is in the position that she's in basically is well, another way that you can that you can make that you can sort of assess the status of progressiveness, if I, that's a word, in the national educational system. It can only go so far, unfortunately, with, with her at the helm. But there's things that we can do locally. Yes. Things that you're doing. Yeah, and, and remember that, that all politics is local, right? What happens yes. – it's funny when we talk about elections, and I'm a That's bit true. of an elections wonk. So there's a wonk, by the way. I, I, lo I love it, but I, I, it's just one of those weird – I'm a nerd. I get into that. Okay. I, I really uh, – people will watch – Oh, what's the big housewives? Housewives of Orange County or what have you? Oh, I and I, I, I'm I, super girly, but I don't even watch that. I don't watch any of that. I, I watch politics at night and the Game of Thrones that happens in Washington. Jordan has socks and locally, that say locally. That's 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 my reality show. Jordan has socks that say C-SPAN and chill. Indeed. <laughs> Although since I cut the cord, I don't get C-SPAN anymore. But that's a different story. Ugh. But it, you know, it, if I can touch on this point. Everybody go vote for your local elections. Yes, the local votes. elections, the policies get passed in Most your of the people town watching, I or think, are city. Liberal or progressive. Those are the ones that really impact you on a daily mm -hmm. life. The what happens at the state level, yes, it has an impact, but really what really hits, eh, makes the most impact on you are your local politics, your local elections. And most of those politicians are very happy to have a conversation. Most, not all, most. I've been, I've, one of the things I've said since the very beginning of my public life was I'll talk to anybody at any time. So That's if good. you have want to have a conversation. That's a good mantra to have, though, especially if you're a public figure. With all that in mind, what is the election that everyone turns out for? 
Is the it the local, election, the state, or the presidential? And right? I think that's the... Yeah, yeah. It's the presidential. It has More almost awareness. the least effect you have short of, short of Trump oh, pushing yeah, that to... big button, right? Short of that, really, federal politics has very little to do with what happens. So on how do you feel about being part of the axis of evil now? Because apparently we salute North Korean generals. Oh, man. The man who... Uh, saluted a North Korean general uh, is the man who criticized Obama for, as his custom, bowing to the Saudi prince mm. to defer respect. Womp, Whose womp. body of work do you enjoy more? I'll let that be. Oh, yes. So I think we've pretty much covered everything that we wanted to cover. Strong work. Yeah. Now I've got some free time. We can play around with nonsense. <laughs> anything, anything else that you want to add? In about terms of education? That we talked about? Yeah. No. No, I mean... Thank you for that summary, an, by the way. I think it's an ongoing process, well right? There's out. always yeah. issues going on. Vote. Everyone everyone vote. Vote locally. Yes, vote locally. And there's big elections coming up everywhere in <coughs> November. Uh, we have statewide elections this November. Uh, some municipalities will have... Some municipalities have elections coming up in March or April of next year. I'm not up until November of next year. Off-year elections are when the municipal elections are. In other words, elections, right. uh, election years that are not uh, gubernatorial and or federal. Okay. So thank you for coming to my panel at Anime Boston. Yeah. By the way, officially sort of segueing into the hashtag Nerdcast portion. I was there with three queer kids. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Your kids? One of them. One of them. Okay. That's right. Good for you. That's awesome. How, how old is your kid again? So my oldest just graduated. Oh, okay. And going off to college in the fall. Wow. My youngest Congratulations. is going into eighth you grade. Must be proud. Proud mom moment. So yeah, so that thank you for coming to the panel because that panel was pretty cool. That panel was fun. pretty cool. Thank you. It had... wasn't quite what they were looking for. They were looking for more, uh, less on the experience of being in Japan and more on your experience as a trans woman being in Japan. Oh, really? And so, uh, you're. They meaning the group you went with the, or other people? The three kids that okay. I was with. The three early teenagers. Okay. As it were. But that's okay. It was a, it was a good panel. And they walked I tried away. To, yeah, I tried to get a little bit of both. I didn't want to make it all about myself. You know they I mean? walked away. My youngest looked at me. We're going to Japan. Yes, yes. we're going to Japan. Yes, that's what I, that at was my next point, question. we will. Is when are you going? When are you actually going to go to Japan? That's a great question. I don't know. Aunt May loves your haircut, by the way. Oh, thanks, Aunt May. I love your hair, by the way. That's oh, it. Thank you. Someday, my natural hair will be like that. And since and since that's Spider Man, I'm gonna say, hey, hey, Pete, hey, do buddy. Spidey was my favorite, still my sp favorite character. So yeah. So when are you going again, to Japan? <laughs> uh, we have not bought tickets yet. Not bought tickets yet. Okay. So because I'm planning on going, next going again, next May. Okay. With the core group of fabulous people that I go to AAC with. And in, one person from my Anime Boston squad. In May, we will be going to Quebec. Ooh, okay. My youngest and I. Okay. Yeah. Why are you going to French Canada? Just to see the sights, or do because you have... Because they are learning French, and the eighth grade class is going. Oh, and okay. And I'm going to tag her along as a chaperone. Okay. No habla français. Oh, no, me neither. Take me a second. Pequeño Español, no yes. hablo francés. Okay. So, Doom. 
I said that we're going to that we were going to sure, come back to sure. Doom. So you said so. That what you I actually Doom, showed right? you was something called Doom and Destiny, okay. which is a RPG app. Uh, I don't know. You know what's really funny is that it, I remember you telling fun. me Doom and Destiny, but I had Doom comma Destiny. Oh, Doom is the first yeah. person shooter from. Yes. Oh gosh, when did that which come they out? have the a 80s? new trailer for late eighties. I'm going to post about 90s. it later. Nineties. I guess I got yeah, they're, they're making a remake in the nineties. Remake of the original. And I went Doom, Doom One, Doom Two, or Doom Three. I mean, Doom Two, Doom Three. Then, I know at some point while I was in college, they came out with a large, uh, a, a new franchise for Doom, and I never played it. I haven't played it since. Okay, so yeah, so they are coming out with a new one. I'm glad you don't actually play Destiny though, like Destiny, because that is. The whole DLC what, is, thing. Is was... that the massively open yeah, online it, sort whatever? Of, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be like a massively open thing, but then like they everyone, all the fans got gypped and wasn't it was almost like a linear Edge adventure. Or... No man no No Man's Sky no was Man's something Sky? different. Yeah. That's that's the big open world one that had like thousands of planets that it kinda there was too much was so to do from was... what I what I sure, sure. I didn't play it, but that was kind of the word on the street. Perhaps you can tell from my my questions so, that I didn't right. play it either. So what is Doom and Destiny again? So, so go back to that because Doom and Destiny sounded really cool. And I, I really so wanted to make sure we talked about that. It's, it's a – well, for those of you that like Dungeons and Dragons. That would be play, me. Uh, it Indie is well, a uh, Android or iOS app standalone game. I, I, there's a free version and a purchase version, the advanced. Okay. I strongly recommend the advanced. It's $5, I think think and there's no more ads or anything like that and okay i support them enough to do that the opening is four guys are going to their dungeon master's house to have a campaign and the world go topsy-turvy and they enter a dungeon and oh that's okay and so their their job Sounds is like to rescue their, yeah, right their, their their job is to rescue eventually I think Hashtag Debbie Gorgon. <laughs> the initial dungeon master and life took over and I never got that far. But Okay. It, life it, does. It was very interesting as you know, for I'm the a short time too, that I was like, able to play it. Yeah, I have like no time or anything. I have more time in my car listening to stuff or right. talking to people than I do actually when I'm out doing things. Although I did I did apply for a position at Sucker Punch Studios. Oh really? Yes, I did not get in, but mm. they did say that they were going to keep we will keep your resume on file with all the work that you submitted, just in case. So I'm holding out hope. Good. If you're Good. listening, I'm still interested. Higher, higher. Yeah, even uh, Bridgewater State University Twitter jumped on that thread and was like, "Hey, hire Erin. She's good people." But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, but I don't have any specific. I don't have industry experience. I think you're getting it right now as the, we speak. Right. Well, specifically within the gaming industry. Oh, I see. I see. Actually, technically, that's not true because this is technically because we talk gaming on here all the time. We do talk some So I do have industry experience. But, but we've talked a little and I I've think, seen that you talk others. I think they were looking for something very specific. Oh, I see. Like screenwriting, action-based, formatted mm. writing samples, which I didn't have any. I had a creative writing sample that detailed the Battle of Boone in 1247. Okay. Fall of 1247. The last battle of the first Mongol invasion of Japan. Okay. It was a 10-page 
narrative that I was mm. really proud of. I'll, I'll send it to you because it was okay. came out really well, sure. I think. And then some works that I did, some research in medieval Japan that I did for my undergrad. Okay. So, yeah, so Doom and Destiny, check that out. It's Steam. Uh, no, actually, oh, you, can get it Android. Through, you can get so, it through the Play Store. Okay. Sorry, I just I just assume games like this are all on Steam or Steam-based. No, no. So you are a Star Wars fan, correct? I am a Star Did Wars fan. Did you see fan. Solo? I have yet to see Solo. I am totally lacking. I, My... I, I happen to have somebody who graduated and that's, family that's visiting true. and so on and so forth. So I, I, my time has not been my own. That's what happened last time after we had Correct. the cancellation. You're like, well, yeah. I'm just going to go to this this graduation thing. Let's celebrate. So that worked out. So Solo, I'm going to say it here on ESP. My assessment is literally going to be the same as everyone else's assessment that you've heard. But credit where credit's due. Uh, Angry Joe had a really good assessment. And if you haven't checked out Angry Joe... Go check out the Angry Joe Show. Check out the Angry Joe Show on YouTube. My favorite thing about Angry Joe is his is their rating system, because it's one of the most brutally honest rating systems that I've ever seen. It's they don't pull any punches. They give threes, twos, fives. I don't know if I've seen a one, but I think Metal Gear Survive got a two, which was two or three, which is pretty accurate. And I believe Star Wars Solo got. Two fives and a six in their panel. But their fives out would of, be out, out of, of ten. Out of ten. Okay. But their fives would be like somebody that's more mainstream that kind of takes it a little easy on, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. gaming mm -hmm. and, and cinema. Might give it like a seven. So the assessment that was discussed on Angry Joe and pretty much the same assessment that I keep hearing from all of my friends, other YouTubers... Solo, a Star Wars story, is good, not great. And that's it. There's, I, there's really not... Didn't people then, say the same thing about Rogue One? No, Rogue, Rogue One is my second favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Rogue One, the popularity of Rogue One is kind of... At first, I think people didn't know what to make of it. But then almost immediately after, the popularity of Rogue One just... I think it's, but, I think it's, pretty, I think it's pretty unanimous in the Star Wars fan base that Rogue One is... You think so? Consider one of the best. Yeah, it's I, my second favorite. I know. I consider New Hope it one is of my the first best. favorite. Um, Last Jedi is my third favorite Star Wars film of all time. That's right. <laughs> Hashtag Raylo. I ship it. I ship it. I have fantasies about Kylo Ren and Rey. Don't judge me. Actually, you know what? Judge me if you want. I don't care. I love it. I love Raylo all day. You should. You should. You should Raylo. see that. You should see the lewd, nasty fan art from Raylo. It's on my phone right it's now. It's quite all right. I don't need to. It's like it's like JFC, you know. You look at I was like, when I saw it, I, I there did are the, some things you can't unsee. My my nose was bleeding, everything. Oof! Ship it. Yes, all day, girl. Yeah. So yeah, no shame. Hashtag Raylo episode eight is my third favorite Star Wars film of all time. I don't give a f. Oh, no, I never did see Solo, although I good not great, good not great. Can, can we segue to The Martian? Yes. So, Andy, Andy Weir. So Andy Weir, Weir is a technical writer who wrote Andy, uh, who wrote The Martian. If you are into science fiction and a bit of a nerd who likes the technicality, then his writing is right up your alley. His book, The Martian, was easily one of my favorite books. 
It's very technical. I love the movie. It is. It is very. Oh it is very accurate with everything except for the opening sandstorm, which on Mars doesn't have the atmosphere to really hold that generate that much. No, okay. no, that's not a great remotely. movie, by the way. Watch but it. Everything pick up the book. else. The movie was good as a movie. I, I, you know, this is one of those where you have to separate what the book was from what the movie was, and the movie was good as a standalone movie. The book, so much more detail, so much more roller coaster ride, and so much better. And what was the other book from Andy Weir? So Andy Weir just came out with a new book, I guess at the end of 2017, called Artemis, which is based Artemis, on a moon right. colony. Again, very technical. It's a good story. It follows a female anti-heroine, as it were. Um, and it, it's it's really great. So... I, I want to plug Andy Weir. The guy's yes. writing is fantastic. And I definitely for, want to check out, because I don't do much reading, but sure. I want to check out Artemis. I wonder how many of our, how many of your listeners are uh, from the 80s or big fans of the 80s. Did anyone like Ready Player One, the book, over the movie? I, I didn't even know that it was a book. I haven't seen the movie, but the book was fantastic. And so I bring that up because there was another book that came out uh, last year, the year before, the year before, called uh, The Babaverse, I Am Legion. And this guy, just very similar to Ready Player One, references all manner of 80s and 90s and last generation, and la uh, the aughts, sci-fi and pop culture. It is fantastic. Uh, long story short, he, form, he forms a way to become a self-replicating -replic probe. A, uh, I believe they call it a Huygens probe. Mm -hmm. I might be wrong in that pronunciation. Huygens. Huygens. Anyway, he, in self-replicating, they replicate the personality, right? And so that you know, and his name is Bob. So and Bob becomes Bob, and Bob one. But Bob one can't name himself. The convention is they can't name themselves the same as their first. So okay. he then becomes. Riker, which is a next-gen Star Trek reference, and okay. amazing for those that. I think I think Riker is the name of, of one of the one of the characters that got killed in Altered Carbon. So, anyway, I think we're just about out of time. Okay. So ESP 9 Elizabeth Thesselm, thank you for tuning in. Thank you FRC Media. Thank you you now. Thank you YouTube because we're going to be putting it on YouTube after Happy Pride Month. And stay tuned. Next week, we're going to be having a Detroit Become Human episode. We're going to talk about... We didn't talk about that tonight. Yeah, we're going to talk about Anime Boston and Detroit Become Human. Did you play it? I played the demo. I haven't oh, played okay. the actual game. The demo was a mind... Mind death. And then, yes. and then we, have a, we have a little bit of a break for maintenance. And then July 17th, July 17th, we're going to be having our official E3 2018 coverage show with Brooke Johnson. So make sure you all tune into that. I'm going to give that to you to promote because that's going to be a big one. So thank you, my lovely unicorns on all of my social media. Thank you, Lizbeth the Selm. Okay. ESP009 out. Bef before we go, quickly, Last thought. Can I, can I just uh, give a plug social media? You can find yeah. me. Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook and you know follow away. I don't know that you'll see a whole lot interesting, but I'm happy to contact, uh, be in touch with anyone. So Awesome. All right. 009, thank you Lizbeth for having the Selm. Me. Thank you for coming on the show. We will see you next week with Shannon Gray for our Anime Boston staffing episode Brilliant. and our Detroit Become Human episode. We're going to talk That'll about probably for a full hour, almost a full hour about Detroit and then 20 Looks minutes amazing. or so about what it's like to Looks staff amazing. a convention. 
So thank you. ESP009 out.